Bonjour, bonsoir et bienvenue. Welcome to the rendez-vous. Simon Marcel, 855-905-8255. It's the rendez-vous. It's a call-in show. You call me, 855-905-8255. You want to talk about love. If you want to talk about relationships. If you want to talk about, you know, love making, love making and sex. We talk about this on the rendez-vous every night. You can also join me by our website, therendezvousshow.com. And by the way, you know, you may know or not know yet that now I also have a TV show on FYI, the, the television channel FYI, every Tuesday night. And if you go to our webpage, therendezvousshow.com, you will be able to see the first episode. It's a lot of fun. It's me on a bed with couples in the middle of a mall, asking questions just like I'm asking you, and get genuine, fun, sometimes crazy, crazy answers. All true. A lot of fun. In bed with Simon. So don't miss it. If you haven't watched it, it's every Tuesday night on FYI. FYI is also the channel for Seven Year Switch. So I have invited tonight Dr. Jessica to join the rendezvous. And Dr. Jessica is a clinical psychologist. She is the co-host of the show Seven Year Switch. You don't want to miss her. She'll be with me. I have great questions for her. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel, 855-905-8255. It's a call-in show. So just call me like Jenny now and I'll speak to you and answer your questions. Jenny, bonjour. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Ah, bonsoir, Simon. Bonsoir, bonsoir, yes. I've, um, I've been dating this guy uh, for about three months now, and we've gone out at least two times a week, and all of a sudden he just dropped off the face of the earth. He won't answer my texts, he won't answer his phone, mm-hmm. and I don't know what happened. Now, I don't, I don't know where he lives, um, because we mostly hung out at my place, he's got roommates and stuff, but... I know where he works, and I want to know, is it totally crazy for me to, like, call or drop by to see what happened? It's not, it's not totally crazy. It's totally the bad idea uh, because it's for him to answer you back. Listen, uh, unless, which we don't want to think, something happened and he's in a newspaper in the wrong page, and I'm, I'm hoping, of course, not, that he just is not that into you. That's why he doesn't answer your text. The reason why you wouldn't do that, think in the past. I'm sure in past situation, Jenny, you have not answered a guy's text to reach out to you, wanted to see you again, right? Have you ever been in that situation? Um, Only once, but it doesn't really mirror what is, you know what I mean? Like it was, that was like a one-time date and it was a bad date, but this is but three months. Of three months, someone. but, but something happened. Now, there's only one thing you can do is take the distance because many things would have happened. You know, he could have disappeared, he could have had another girlfriend. We, I don't want to go in the list of what could have happened, but I want you to protect your dignity. You texted him many times, right? I, yes. Yes. So it's not like he didn't get your text. Um, I think that unless you're afraid for his life, protect your dignity. I don't want you to throw yourself again and get no answer because that's like getting a punch in the nose for the third or fourth, fifth time, and then you get knocked out. You know, so I really think distance, discipline, and uh, I would move on because at this stage, if he comes back later, we can deal with this. And I'm sorry to say, a man who doesn't answer your text after three months of a relationship doesn't deserve your love and your attention. Yeah. His loss. 
Thank you, Simon. So anytime. So stay strong, stay in the distance. Call me back if you want to talk about it more. I'm always here, 855-905-8255. Bonne chance, Jenny. Stay strong. Thank you. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel, 855-905-8255. Also, you can check our webpage, therendezvousshow.com. And while you're there, you can watch my segments from FYI, my new TV show, In Bed with Simon. Uh, just talking with Jenny, who uh, uh, was talking about this guy who kind of disappeared off the face of the earth after they've been together for three months and what she should do or not do. I told her the best you can do is distance when a guy doesn't answer you, even if you've been with him for a year. If he doesn't answer you, you can't go there like the police and arrest him, or you can't just go to his place and, you know, it's that's too much. The best you can do is disappear yourself and take the distance. Now, you know, everybody morally said, Simon, you know, oh, nobody should ghost anybody. But sometimes, sometimes for your own safety, uh, you know, it's better to to disappear. Rarely. The best solution would be to have, you know, a conversation. That's what I do. A conversation, explain what happens. Everything starts with a conversation face-to-face or on the phone. Unless for your own safety, especially if you're a woman, you feel threatened. I realize you should just do it by phone or not meet at all. But besides that, the best way to break up is to have a conversation. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel, 855-905-8255. Talking about what's the right way to break up. And I said 99% of the time, a conversation is the best way, calmly, not too long. I think that um, everything starts by, hi, how are you? And at the end, uh, I think to also finish, I would say, in a humane way, in a nice way, you know, there's always, I'm sorry, and it didn't work out. Because we all have the right, by the way, to start. We also have the right to finish a relationship if we're not happy anymore. Relationships are not prisons. You're not locked up in there forever. Which, by the way, I, I know that firsthand because when I fell in love for the first time with this French young woman, her name was Christabel, I fell in love with her. And then I think a year later, 14 months later, she broke up with me because I was being a goofball. And uh, and then I think I've sent her, at the time there was no text, there was no email, there was not even fax. So I sent her Rue Daguerre, which is a street in Paris, I don't know, 20, 30 letters, how much I missed her, how much I still loved her, how much I miss kissing her, and how much I miss holding her hand and everything else. And um, she told me, and she would tell me at school, Simon, you know, it's over now. So, you know, it's, you know we, we, have, we have to accept the separation. Now, we're still good friends together, so that's a good sign. I thought she handled it very well, but it still broke my heart. I recover. Listen, we all recover from, from, from being dumped or being separated from someone we love. That's the first lesson I learned when I was 13 and a half. You know, you think it's the end of the world, but no, life continues. Et la vie est belle. Life is beautiful. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel, 855-905-8255. It's a call-in show, so just like Ted, you can call me at any time. Ted, welcome to the show. What's going on? Oh, hey, Simon. Hey. All right, well, the thing is, my girlfriend wants me to take a lie detector test. Mm-hmm. So my ex sent her a Facebook message and told her that she's still, like, sleeping with me which I don't know where that comes from because it's not true, but, like, she's got her convinced. 
And, you know, I don't even think you could actually get a lie detector test, but she says she has a friend who knows someone who does that, and she wants me to take one. So I don't know what to do. I feel like if I do it, you know, I'll I'll take one every time she doesn't believe me, you know, and, like, that mm-hmm. seems crazy. That seems crazy. But, you know, if I refuse, like, she's going to be like, well, you're definitely lying, and uh, I don't know what to do. Hey, there's a third option. So one, no one should take any uh, lie detector if you don't feel like it. Um, the reason is it's a police procedure that is done uh, for suspect of crimes and stuff like that. And also on the lie detector, that you, anybody can ask you questions that have nothing to do with what's going on. So if I were you, I would say no. But I would propose something else. Now, I believe you haven't you know, cheated and slept with your ex-girlfriend again. I believe you. Why don't you get you, your ex-girlfriend, and your actual girlfriend all together in a room in a cafe or in a public place and then have the ex describe where and when she said you slept with her? Because the facts, if you're not lying, are all on your favor. And you can demonstrate by phone, by messages, by friends, where you were that day. So if you're sure of yourself, there's nothing to hide, no lying, no cheating, no unspoken no light detector test, in person, face-to-face, and if your ex-girlfriend is lying, you'll confront the lie once and for all. You have all the facts. You know that it's not true. You have nothing to lose, and you can show your, your new girlfriend you're not afraid of your ex, you're not afraid of the confrontation, and you'll do it very peacefully, but you'll do it face-to-face. I love face-to-face, Ted. There's nothing better than a face-to-face. So yeah. do you think she'll Probably. be okay with that? Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a lot of stress, from like, in general, but I think it'll probably work out. Uh, if you are honest with me, it's not stressful. It's a relief. Mm-hmm. If you're nervous with me now, it's because you know something is up. You know, women have an intuition. They figure out if we lie. There is nothing wrong in putting everybody face-to-face because it's a sick game for an ex to play that game of lying and destroying your relationship. But now, if you're lying, Ted, shame on you. So I'm going to believe you. You called me. I give you the credit. Meet the ex with your new girlfriend. And that will never happen again after that. All right. Good try. All right. Man up and do it. And if your ex-girlfriend doesn't want to do it, you got rid of the problem forever also. All right. Thank you. All right. Be strong. Thank you for calling. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. 855-905-8255. Talking about trust, you know, something I was... When you're in a relationship, when you start a new relationship, do you prefer or do you feel more comfortable giving 100% of trust at first to the new person and then they can either keep that trust 100% or lose that trust with you or you say, I don't trust this new person. They have to build from zero on. For me, I've always said, I trust you 100%. I trust you not lying to me. I trust you telling me the truth. And maybe you call me candid. Maybe you call me, you know, even worse for for being so, you know, hopeful uh, in a way. But I really believe that how can you start a relationship healthy with just suspicions? Because over time, and I'm 48, you know, I've dated long exclusive relationships, shorter relationships, and sometimes I've been alone, I've been disappointed, I've been I had my heart broken. I'm sure I've had broken hearts too, c'est la vie. But to this day, 
I don't think you can really give chance to true love if you come with suspicion like a police officer and it's an interrogation. Something to think about. Do you start with 100% of trust or 0% of trust when you meet a new person? Call me. Simon Marcel here. You're listening to The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous. Simon Marcel here. It's a call-in show, 855-905-8255. We talk about love. We talk about sex. We talk about relationship. And tonight, I have the privilege, really it's a great privilege, to have the co-host, the famous clinical psychologist, the co-host of, on FY Seven Year Switch, Dr. Jessica. Bonjour and welcome to The Rendezvous. I thank you for having me. It's great to be here. It's my privilege. It's my honor. You know, I'm your humble servant. I watch Seven Year Switch glued to my television. And it's fascinating to see how you and Charles, you know, drive eight people to switch partners. Eight, so four couples, everybody's married. Uh, and then you have them do the, the switch therapy, which, why don't you tell us what it is? What is, in your own words, the th- switch therapy? So switch therapy and the whole concept of switch therapy is really this idea where so many of us who've been in marriages or long-term relationships for a while wonder, you know, did I choose the partner who is right for me? Is the grass Mm -hmm. really greener on the other side? And we're actually giving couples the opportunity to answer that question. I mean, these are couples who are at the end of their rope. For many of them, they've tried everything and exhausted many of the things that we would have suggested that they do in their marriages and now are making this Hail Mary pass to try to save their relationships. And so what we do is we pair them up with someone that they think they want their spouse to be like mm-hmm. to see if that's really what they truly want. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, stay with me, Dr. Jessica, because when we come back, I have some direct question about relationships that I want to ask you as a, as a clinical psychologist, and I want you to enlighten us. With, with your experience. So stay with me, please. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. Simon Marcel here with the famous, the one and only, maybe the best clinical psychologist in America, Dr. Jessica. Bonjour. Bonjour. I have a question for you. Um, it's, it's, you know, we do a relationship show every night on our heart radio, syndicated in many stations here. Uh, and one of the key questions that I've had to also answer, a big problem in long-term relationships or marriages, is the lack of intimacy. We get calls all the time here on The Rendezvous from women and men who are married, and the spark the, the, the spark of love, the spark of desire is you know gone, and it's almost like they become friends but no more lovers, and they've lost the enthusiasm and the passion. So why does that happen, Dr. Jessica? Yeah, I think losing that spark over time is incredibly common for couples, and it happens for a number of reasons. You know, first of all, life gets in the way. We have that initial attraction and those love chemicals that are released when we first meet someone, and those are really strong and reinforcing, but those dissipate over time. And also, life happens whether children come along, stressful Mm -hmm. situations happen, and so people may grow apart. Right, no, that's... that's that's totally true, Dr. Jessica. You know, so I come from France, so it's a country of romance. Mm-hmm. It's a country where uh, the French women expect a lot of romance. Uh, and, and I think in, there's a reason why we say make love. We don't say have sex in French. On, on a, we don't say avoir du sexe in translation. We say make love. And that expression is kind of is lost now in America. I, don't, I think I'm the one last of the Mohicans to use this expression, let's make love. Everybody else said, you know, people have sex. 
um, which is not romantic. And I think the wording also is important to bring back a little bit of romance in everybody's marriage. Would you agree with that? Yeah, you know, I would agree with that, Simon. And we don't use the term making love very often. I think people are much more comfortable in our American culture to talk about having sex. I understand. So we'll agree that if we say making love, it's maybe more a reflection of feelings involved than just having sex. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stay with me, Dr. Jessica. I'm glad we agree on this one. And we'll be right back with Dr. Jessica listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel, 855-905-8255. It's a call-in show. And tonight I have Dr. Jessica, the co-host of FYI show Seven Year Switch with Charles J. Orlando. Dr. Jessica, welcome back to The Rendezvous. I'm so happy you're with us. Glad to be here. And before we go any further, Simon, I would love to ask you some questions just because I can't help myself. Sure. Okay. I'm curious about now that you've been here in the United States for 20-something years, what's the difference between dating an American woman versus a French woman? Ah, there is one major difference. There, it's about exclusivity. If you French kiss a French woman, expect her to believe the relationship has started officially. In America, I discovered this. So I come here 20 years ago, and, and I thought the same. So, you know, I would start dating and, and, and French kiss for the first time. And then I thought the relationship was exclusive, and I was totally off because, Dr. Jessica, as you know, American women have accepted the rule that it's okay to date many people at the same time, French kissing many dudes, until we have the talk. I mean, I feel like this as a man. I feel it's almost a rule to the advantage of men who are like in a grocery store testing the tomatoes, the pear, the apple, until this, oh, that's the good one. And I know women sometimes think like this too, but is that, you think, something that is good? And when you talk to your clients, when you talk to your patients, do they complain about this exclusivity that only comes when both have the talk? I think both partners need to be on the same page. So. Mm -hmm that's where you're going to see conflict. So as long as they're on the same page, that they're not exclusive and that both are able to play by the same set of rules, mm -hmm. uh, there tends to be lower conflict. It's when one really only wants to be the only tomato while the other one <laughs> wants to sample all different varieties of tomatoes, that's where you're going to have problems. That's, that's a good point. You know, I've always said love is not a supermarket. Stay with me because I have a more, another question about this, actually. It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Dr. Jessica. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel, and I have Dr. Jessica with me tonight. You know, we, we just talked about the difference between, uh, for me as a Frenchman in, in America, dating a French woman and an American woman, and I answered to Dr. Jessica, really the big difference is the beginning. Every French women expect the exclusivity to start at the first French kiss. Dr. Jessica, tell us again, when do American women decide the exclusivity has started? Typically, we have a conversation about it. So whether he brings it up or she brings it up, yes. there has so to be a conversation. Are we exclusive? Exactly. That's what is expected, right? In, in, yes. in every good, healthy relationship in America. Yes. Have to talk and decide talk together. Right. One other thing is, since you are one of the best clinical psychologists and also the co-host of Seven Year Switch, I wanted to ask you this question. Uh, people get married, stay in a relationship or exclusive for a long time, lose the spark, 
you told us earlier, you know, it happens because it's life event, children, also boredom. Now, how do you get it back, Doc? Yeah, that's a great question, and um, you'll hear a lot of additional tips on, on this um, on, on the show, but there are a few things that you can do that are pretty simple. You know, the first is just establish more physical contact with each other. And what while do you I, mean? Well, I mean physical intimacy, including sex, but not just only sex or making love. Something like a hug or spending more time holding hands together can help to reconnect the two of you. I, I agree with you 100%, Dr. Sika. I always say on this show, on The Rendezvous, when you don't know why it went away, go back to the beginning before you knew the person. What do you do? You go out on a date, and it goes back to the beginning. And I would say when you don't know anymore how to bring back the spark, just remember how you started the first time. Right. Think about what attracted you to your spouse in the first place. And I know in our culture here in America, we have mm-hmm. so many different responsibilities. We're juggling so many things, and one of the... Um, Oftentimes, what gets in the way of that is our, the time we're spending on our phones, our computers, on social media. And so yep. I recommend to so all true. couples to take time every day to unplug, disconnect your mm-hmm. phones, unplug, and just spend time with each other. Great, great advice. Dr. Jessica, stay with me. We'll be right back listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. Simon Marcel here, 855-905-8255. Tonight, I have Dr. Jessica with me. And we are now almost from the same family because we are. Uh, I'm a, a very new member to the FYI family with my miniserie, In Bed with Simon. And Dr. Jessica is a famous star of Seven Year Switch, the co-host with Charles J. Orlando of Seven Year Switch. Bonjour, Dr. Jessica. Hi there. I got had the privilege of being able to see your show. How did you like it? I loved it. I think I I would advise maybe getting a bigger bed. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Really, I like that king size bed. I can I don't want them to be too far away from me. So in case you know they they go uh, you know too far, it will not be as as personal. But if you think I should, maybe I should California bed. <laughs> I'm teasing. I, I really, I, lo- I love the format. I love the innovative approach and that you just cut right to it with the questions that you ask of couples and oftentimes the questions that as a clinical psychologist, I'd love to be able to ask in that moment and you cut right to it. And so, bravo. Merci beaucoup. Yeah, on FYI, every Tuesday night, you've got The Big Show, Seven Year Switch with Dr. Jessica and Charles de Orlando co-hosting, you know, the four couples uh, and going to switch therapy. And then your humble servant later on that night was in bed with Simon, where I ask real couples also, but in a mall, on a bed, real questions also. So uh, we're all in the same bed, I would say. Uh, Talking about questions, I have one I wanted to ask you. When your clinical psychologist, when a marriage fails, when everything goes south, how can you move on? This is a, a great question and one that so many people struggle with. You know, mm-hmm. moving on or making the decision to have a divorce is an excruciating one. Uh, breakups in general are, are painful, and so it will hurt. Expect that it will, but that's okay. Yeah. That, pain, that pain you're feeling right now is mm-hmm. temporary. It will go away, you know, just like clouds, and a new experience will come into, into view. Good but point. there are some things you can do to help yourself in that process. And the first one I would suggest is spending time with people that you love. This is the number one factor in the research as Mm. far as recovery after any stressful situation is having adequate social support. You say friends, families, so like people like... Yeah, friends, families, people who are are non-judgmental, who love you, even the worst... 
your worst aspects of you um, and still can, can be there with you when you're not at your best self. Uh, talking of this, I have I have a take on this. I've noticed that when I break up or somebody dump me or, or break up with me, which has happened many times in my life, I have learned now that I only talk about it to a few people, but I do not scratch the scar. So I've always said on this show, only talk about your breakup and your disappointment and your anger to just a couple of people. Don't spread your anger and your sadness everywhere. Would you agree with me or do you think the more you talk about it, the better? I would, I would agree with you in that you need to do this with people that you trust that you're close to. So I wouldn't be posting a lot of things to all 500 Facebook yes. friends of yours. Um, really choosing to spend, it's more about spending that time with the people who remembered who you were before this relationship, who can reinforce the positive aspects of you when you may be feeling pretty lousy about yourself. Uh, tell me, you have an article about how to get over a breakup, uh, those nine steps, right? It's at drjessica.com, right? Yep, drjessica.com, and it's nine steps to getting through a breakup. Okay, and we're gonna put. I'm going to post this article on our webpage, and you can go to therendezvousshow.com, read it, and I always say, you know, there's a breakup, and then it's a chance for, another, for finding true love and make somebody else happy and yourself happy, so it's not the end of the world. Dr. Jessica, stay with me, please. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Welcome back to the Rendezvous show. We have to we have to close the night at one point. But uh, I'm here with Dr. Jessica. Bonsoir. Hello. Um, you are the clinical psychologist that I always refer to. You, the co-host of Seven Year Switch on FYI, and I'm also on FYI with on the bed in a mall in the segment called In Bed with Simon every week. Um, as a clinical psychologist, I want to ask you this. I really was surprised, Dr. Jessica, by how intimate for a conversation a bed can be if you sit at the right distance, not too far, not too close from the couple or from singles I've, I've interviewed and over the, the, the production of this. Uh, and, and I want to ask you, do you think you could work with a couple on the same bed than them or you think that would not be comfortable for you? Well, you know, I haven't tried that yet, although last season on Seven Year Switch, I did do an interview or a meeting with uh, Rachel, and we had probably one of the most intimate conversations sitting on her bed, and we had a really powerful conversation in that moment, and I think it was one that was probably life-changing for her. Well, that's why, you know, I'm so glad you said that, because I, I encourage anyone in a relationship to not think the bed is only to make love or sleep. I think, and I'm discovering this every week now on my show In Bed with Simon, the bed itself, the piece of friendship, the bed is a great place to talk. You can be next to each other. You can be face to face. It's great. So uh, thank you, Dr. Jessica, for being with me tonight. Don't forget to uh, watch Seven Year Switch with her and Charles Orlando uh, next Tuesday. And uh, I'll be having the pleasure to hopefully having Dr. Jessica back on the rendezvous again. And I will be also back uh, with the rendezvous as usual. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Bonne nuit et bonne nuit, Dr. Jessica. Good night. Thank you for having me. The rendezvous.